so good to be here with you this evening. Uh, I just, I was amazed at how many people I know here. You know, I, actually I can say that I think I know more people here than I do my, at my own home congregation. But that's because we have a very small congregation. But it's good to be with you and I want to say thank you so much for the generous support that you gave me on, on for my trip. Uh, it means a lot. It really means a lot. Not not just the money, but when you when you you know when you support me or whoever, that means you know you you're you're saying we trust you. We have confidence in you and and you know that's important. I um uh, Never really intended to go to uh, to, to another country uh, to do uh, this type of work. I I retired pretty early, even though I still work, you know, some. I've worked three contracts here in Bledsoe County since I retired. Uh, but anyway, I, what I had in mind was... Uh, uh, maybe finding an area in our own country, you know, where I might do some, some work. But uh, we got acquainted with a Brother Solomon Agu, who was the director. He retired just this past year. He was director of School of Biblical Studies in, in uh, Nigeria. And uh, he would come over about every two years and and travel around and uh, give reports to uh, to congregations that were supporting the work there. And my wife and I were, were supporting them some, and so uh, he and his wife came by one evening and ate supper with us. And from there, we were going to go over, uh, Brothers Agu and I went over to, uh, to Dawes, and met with some some uh, bro brothers there, but he mentioned to me that he would like to find some retired American school teachers to come over and and teach for a semester at the, at the school there. And he asked me if I would be interested in doing that the following year, which I said, sure, you know, a year seems like a long time off, <laughs> but. Uh, as the time got, drew close, I didn't want to go, but I told him I was going, so I, would, I, didn't even, I wouldn't even think about it, because I, I didn't want to convince myself I should not go. So, but I went, and I remember telling my wife on the way home from the airport, she picked me up in Nashville, I said, I miss those people already, you know. I knew I had to go back, and so... I went there in 2006, 08, 2010, 2012. Also went with a group from uh, Walter Hill congregation in 2011 because they had heard of, that I, they had wanted somebody who had been there and I had been to all those villages that they were wanting to go to. So they, um, you know, paid my expenses and I went with them that time. But while I was there, I would teach uh, two or three classes there at the School of Biblical Studies. 
and uh, I would teach at the at the local government school because I loved I loved children, loved to be with them, and um, then I would I, I would in, I would visit. I would, I loved to go and visit uh, different villages around. But uh, when I last went there in 2012, Nigeria is a is a dangerous place, and I could not I could not go uh, to, um, to to visit those villages. Uh, it was kind of like being under house arrest. I just had to stay pretty much confined to the uh, to the uh, campus, and then places where I could just walk to. Uh, the brother over there, his name is Dabish, he and I would travel around a lot together uh, on weekends or during a semester break, this sort of thing. Um, but uh, we would tr plan a trip in 2012, and Brother Agu would hear about it. He said, you cannot go. <laughs> you know, they'll see your white skin, and you, they'll, catch, they'll get you, you know. So the school there has a very good reputation. Uh, it's a very sound, very solid, uh, fundamental school, and it has a, re a good reputation in other countries around in Africa. And so I had students from uh, different countries. I knew people from Uganda, from Chad, Niger, Cam Cameroon, uh, Zimbabwe, uh, Liberia, Ghana, just uh, they would come there, and it's amazing. You know, some of those are French-speaking countries. They come in there, and they would not be able to speak a word of English in two weeks. You know, I thought, I, I cannot learn a foreign language. They, they were amazed at me that I could not pick up their language there as much time as I spent there. But, um, but they're good at it. Um, but anyway... When I was, a couple of the brethren, a couple of the people, the students there uh, from Uganda had told me that they wanted to go back to Uganda and, and begin a school like the one there, SBS, to, to train, you know, local preachers to go out, which is a great way to do it, uh, and asked me if I would come over and, and help with that. So in 2014... I went to Uganda. I taught at the school there, uh, Uganda Christian Bible College, and um, it, it's a safe country. It's a it, it's a good country to visit. It's a beautiful country. Winston Churchill called it the Pearl of Africa. It's a beautiful country. I got to go out on the where the Nile River begins. Uh, went went to different places there, and uh, could travel. You know, I just get on a bus by myself and go uh, freely. And uh, so I saw my first trip there in 2014. Uh, uh, I saw that actually I, th I saw a greater need to, to be in the villages and working with the, in, with the local preachers in the villages rather than spend time so when I when I went back in 2016, that's what I had in mind, uh, just to travel around. But they they had misunderstood me at the school, and so they had me teaching. But that was okay. I had a I had a 
uh, base there that I could start launch from. And so I would, um, uh, I would teach, you know, I think, I think they arranged it where my classes were, were like on Monday or Tuesday or both. And, um, then I would travel to a, a different, uh, to a village and, uh, spend time there and come back, uh, usually late Sunday night, sometimes around midnight. But, uh, that's the way I did there, uh, and, and had so many good experiences there. Uh, I had to tell you about this. I know this is a different, different uh, trip, but uh, I went to one village there in 2016 and, and spent some time with a man that I had met to the two years before that who actually had just been released from prison. He was on death row. And the day that he was to be executed, the judge uh, <clears throat> looked over his case and they, he saw, you know, the man had been charged with stealing. But no one, there were no victims, you know. What it was, he got a pretty good paying job and people thought, uh, you know, <laughs> he's got money to buy, you know, this, so, so he must be stealing. So... Uh, the judge just turned him loose the day. He had been, uh, a, a brother there had been visiting the, him in prison. He wanted to be baptized, but they would not allow it since he was on death row. So as soon as he got out, he called that brother, you know, I want you to come, I want you to baptize me, I want you to teach my people here in this village. So, so anyway, I got to work with him there. Uh, a couple of times went to his village, once during... The, the semester break and uh, another time when they the others went on a, a, a campaign, I, I wanted to go back to that village because it was special. I'm telling you, they, uh, you know, I always tell people, I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. Uh, and if you have a question, uh, don't hesitate to ask me. If you don't, if you've never heard that before and you you question if it's in there before, or question if it's in there, you, you ask me, you know. And I, of course, I used the Bereans as an example. And so word got out, and we just had so much response. We, people came, uh, word got around, you know, that white man. <laughs> also, another thing I do is, is I live with the, the people, and... Uh, I live with, I stay with them, I eat the food and all like that. And, and that, I do that because, you know, that, that saves a lot of money that I can use, that money that can be used to, to, you know, for medicine or food and stuff. But I didn't realize it, but it means so much to them. They just were amazed at a white man that would do that. And so they were really receptive to the gospel and would just come, you know. We want to hear what the Bible says. One Sunday morning, I talked about the church. We just showed the scriptures about the church, you know. And a man got up after the, we finished and he went to a denomination where his daughter was, opened the door and and told the pastor, I'm taking my daughter out of here. I I have heard what the Bible says about the church, and this is not it. So he said, well, you go, you go with your, your father. And they, they were all baptized. And it's, it's not unusual either 
for people uh, over there, you wouldn't hear about it here, but over there to, uh, uh, you know, they've been deceived. A, a lot of those people, those pastors, uh, they realize, you know, when you get to talking about to the about Bible, you know, they realize, you know, that uh, what they're teaching is not there, and they and they will uh, become very interested in in that too. But let me go on uh, to Zimbabwe. Um, when I was there in 2010, I had a, a young man there as a student. His name is Hope Karakoga from Zimbabwe. That's in the Southern Hemisphere, way down in South Africa. And uh, then when I went back in 2012, he was, he was doing evangelism in a village that was right behind the school. So, so you know, I, I was allowed to do that. I could go, we could just walk, you know, to that village. So I worked with him there. And so our congregation at Colmont had been supporting him for, for a few years, several years there. Uh, he was a very zealous young man, and, and I was impressed with him. And so I, wanted, I asked the brethren if we could help him there. So I told him I, I told him I wanted to come. They had the elections there uh, first time in in, uh, in forty years. Uh, they you know they had a military coup. It was peaceful and all, but but uh, he wanted me to wait until January. So so I went in January and came back the first part of April. I told Hope I wanted to visit different villages and I wanted to uh, I wanted to teach I wanted to do some teaching and I wanted to uh, well I had it in my mind there just a minute ago uh, but anyway I wanted to teach wanted to different different villages and oh yeah I wanted to also I wanted to teach in a in a public school, if that was uh, possible, because that's that means a lot, and it and they really appreciate it. The schools in you got you in in um, Nigeria are terrible. The last time I was there, I had to find another school to teach at because the teachers had been on strike since May, and this was in August. I came, and they're still on. They're on strike. When I left in December, the teachers were still on strike. Kids come there every day, hoping the teachers will be there. It's sad. It really is. Uh, Uganda does a better job. They do a better job there. But uh, I couldn't, I, uh, because of the way I traveled a lot, I couldn't have a, a you know a steady job at a, at a school. I did visit a place, and I asked the headmaster if I could talk to them, but... He he was suspicious. He he, the the man I went with said that it was a political thing that he was on one side of the political fence and most of the people were not were not. He was afraid I would. I, I, he asked me what I wanted to talk about and finally I told him. I said I'll talk about anything you want me to talk about. But I said when I walked on the campus, kids ran from me. Hey, you know that bothers me. I said, they're afraid of me. I don't want them to be afraid of me. So I said, if I can just talk to them, I know that they, you know, that they won't be afraid of me. 
But anyway, he he would not allow that. But Hope did a good job of um, arranging things for me. Started out with uh, in Harare, which is the capital of Zimbabwe, and we um, I, I worked there with 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 his congregation for a few days. Also, yeah, here's another thing I wanted to do, and that's visit prisons. I like to visit prisons in. Uh, in, in those African countries and in, in here also. But uh, he, the first day we, I was there, we, we had to go, to, if, if you get permission to, to visit a prison, then in one part of the country you can go anywhere. You got your papers so you can go. Uh, it, it was a hassle. It, it took about two or three days actually because the people, you know, the per person we needed to see wasn't there and this sort of thing. But, but uh, finally we got approved for that. Um, this, the second week I was there, but we did, we did do, get to do some Bible studies there in, in, uh, it, with that congregation. And then the, the second week, uh, Hope's father is, a, is an old Christian, been, uh, been a Christian for uh, well since uh, sometime in the 1960s you know over 50 years a uh, very good man uh, small you know very small very thin and um, he lives in a village called Epworth Village which is a it's a large village now I, I do a lot of walking um, I kid people and I say I'm, I've been a walker all my life you know which is true it's my name but uh, I do a lot of walking where we live. Yeah, I can, you know, I walk sometimes five or six miles a, a hike, and it's a good thing because I did a lot of walking over there. Not many cars, not many brethren have cars. Um, so we would, it, it, he lived in this large village. We would walk, you know, for miles and visiting this person and that person. Had a lot of good Bible studies, and that week, and uh, uh, and we had some we had some baptisms and one thing about it way I, way I did it I you know I, I didn't hear much about what went on uh, after I left but we did go back I do did go back with hope to because he had something stored at his at his parents home and I asked you know I said I asked his mama did you know what about this piece, this person, she told me, yeah, they they were baptized. So, uh, <clears throat> so and that was good to hear. Uh, from there, uh, Epworth, I went to a, a village called Caldonia, and I stayed there with a brother and his family. Um, they ha uh, there, you know, I just kind of let them be in charge. Uh, whoever I was staying with, you know, I just depended on them to to uh, take me wherever they wanted me to go. The the first two weeks there, it was mostly visiting visiting prospects, but at uh, at Caledonia, the brother there, w w mostly we visited uh, church members, and uh, because some of them, you know, they had had a great need. Visit, visited one older woman she had a, a daughter who was mentally challenged uh, 
And uh, they, need, they were out of food. The, the older woman takes blood pressure medicine, but she hadn't had her blood pressure medicine in, in several days. So we went and we bought them some food and, and got her some blood pressure medicine um, for, for, for her. And I, I got an email from him not too, just a few days ago, and, and the older lady had died. I wrote back, I emailed him back, and said, "Well, who's taking? You know, who's looking after this daughter?" And 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 the church members were, but and that was good. But <clears throat> some of the members we went to, we went to visit. We went went to visit one woman. Her husband had committed suicide a couple of years before. I don't know why. There's a lot of suicide in that country. But uh, she had brought in. She had invited a lot of her neighbors in, so we had a real good study there. I don't know how many people were there because of the way the house was arranged. I, I never did get where I could actually count, but it doesn't matter. But they were very interested there. I visited another house, another lady who had uh, invited her, uh, her neighbors in. Uh, these folks, now the first two places I went, the church meets in, in school buildings. You know, the church, the, the congregations would meet in school buildings. Uh, that's, they, they do that a lot in Uganda too, which is a good thing. I mean, the building's not, you know, it's not occupied on Sunday and, and uh, it generates a little money for the school and also it gives them a, a nice place to, to, to assemble. You know, they got their chairs and tables already there and so forth. <clears throat> But at Caledonia, it was uh, like a shelter. They had a roof over it, and but they used tarps. You know, uh, w when they met, they just put up tarps to just kind of make it a little more enclosed. Um, at Caledonia, they the brother there ha has a feeding program. In the afternoon, children come and. Because um, you know Zimbabwe is a very poor country, it's it's one of the poorest, and uh, a lot of them don't have enough to eat. So at home, so um, uh, as we go along, you'll see that others did this too, in, uh, uh, churches of Christ. But uh, he would the children would come and like thirty or forty kids, and uh, he. he there was a young woman that stayed there also. He said his sister. But when they say sister or brother, it's a family member. You don't know. No, I, I doubt if it was his sister, but what we would call sister, but probably niece. But she was awfully good about teaching, you know, playing with them and teaching them songs. And, and I got to teach them a lot of songs. I got to teach them, you know, the wise man and, and songs like that, this little light of mine. And taught them duck, duck, goose, <laughs> play that. They thought that was great. Uh, so I enjoy that, you know. I, I enjoy that. And um, so stayed there for a week in their house. And then I went to uh, also there. Uh, like I said, uh, I just kind of leave it up to to them what to do. And uh, he wanted me to uh, to visit 
a couple of schools that, you know, had little children, real small children, so, you know, I got to teach them some songs too. Um, then I went to a place called Nedziwa. Nedziwa, I stayed with a brother there. They have a large building, a large church building, and they had, um, I guess they were office, office space, you know. There were three small rooms built onto the back of that building, and that's where they lived. That's where they lived. Um, so they had, had borrowed an air mattress, and that's where I slept. I slept on the kitchen floor on the air mattress, which I was comfortable. I mean, it, it was fine. It was a very nice, comfortable air mattress. But I didn't like the, the idea that, that they, you know, they had to, the, the wife, she had to, you know, uh, rearrange furniture, kitchen stuff every evening and put that air mattress down. So I was telling him, I said, I can stay in the church building. I slept on, you know, floors. Uh, dirt floors in church buildings before, you know. I said, I can stay in that church building. He was afraid it might be dangerous. Somebody might come in on me. I, and I told, I got in there and I, I figured out, you know, what we could do. I talked to him about it and he was okay with it. But that wife, you know, <laughs> I'd be planning on going, staying in, in the church building and then she would be in that kitchen rearranging things she wasn't going to have me staying anywhere else but it was, it was a very good experience i love that village it was it was at the foot of the mountain he had had borrowed a car and we would travel a ways and then we would um, we would just park the car and we would walk you know up the side of the mountain to visit church members or or prospects I loved it, you know, that just, that was my cup of tea. Um, met, he took, he took me to a, a house where there are four orphans living. The old, the, there's a, a boy, uh, the oldest one is 17, then they have a, the girl, the only, only girl is 15, and then there are two younger boys. Their parents died a couple of years ago, I don't remember what the circumstances were, but uh, 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 the the older boy now the oldest boy the seventeen year old is is pretty slow in the mind you know he's and so it's a it's a girl that that's the head of the family she she's in charge and she does a good job uh, bought them some food paid for their school fees. They have to pay, you know, all those African countries I've been in, they have to pay school fees. And if they don't pay, they, they're chased away. But I saw, they showed me their garden. Their garden had been destroyed by baboons, you know, and so, uh, and now since I came back, I got an email that uh, their house caught on fire. And it burned up a lot of their clothes. It didn't burn up their food. And they're, they're living in the place where, in the part of the house that did not burn. But uh, uh, a lady there, one of our sisters there at Colmont, gave me some money to send to them, uh, you know, and so pay their school fees and buy them some, 
some more clothes and things. Uh, there's just so many needs you, you see in those places. Also, they have a feeding program. They have a feeding program right there. In, uh, right there. Well, you know, they live right there at the church building. Uh, every afternoon, if, when there's money available, when there is money available, then they, they, they cook. And what they, what their staple over there is, uh, is maize or corn. Uh, but, uh, but, but they, they, uh, they grind it into flour. It's, you know, they don't use, they don't know cornmeal, but they grind it into flour and then they, they, uh, uh, Cook it in water. Cook it in water. It's just it's just a big, you know, big low. Look, looks kind of like a big uh, pile of mashed potatoes, but uh, it's not bad. And, and uh, that's what they cook. A uh, part of that, and a and a big part of beans, you know, over open fire at, out, outside. And the children come in, and so I got to work with them. I got to different ages. Uh, but but in those places where where they they feed the children, they're there on Sundays also. You know they're there on Sundays, and it it's a good thing for the churches because people notice that. And you know they told me that even the the teachers at school would tell them, "We're so glad you're doing that because we know these children you know, don't have enough food at home." <clears throat> so after a week there, I went to. Mutari, which is a is a big a big town, is a beautiful place. Uh, you you just you're driving along and and you look down and there's this town and it's surrounded by mountains. It's a beautiful place. Uh, there's a, a a school there, a college, Mutari School of Preaching, that was started back in the fifties by a brother a brother from Texas. His last name was Matthews. He he spent a lot of time in Zimbabwe. Learned the language. The language they speak is called Shona. He learned that language and he was dedicated there. He he worked there until and died a couple of years ago. But uh, uh, they you know everybody everybody knew brother Matthews. Everybody there. Uh, so we visited that school. Uh, uh, school Mutari School of Preaching, and we got there, and they were having a chapel program. So I I talked to the students there, and uh, a lot of the, a lot of the places you they you know, English is the official language. English is the official language. In Nigeria, Uganda, and and Zimbabwe, and a lot of other countries. Most most of those African countries. It's either French or English will be the official language. That doesn't mean everyone teach, uh, understands it, though, or speaks it. So a lot of times, you know, we have to have a, a translator. But sometimes, like in these larger places, uh, didn't, have to, didn't need a translator. Th- there was a congregation there in, in that area called Sukuba. And it's a big congregation. They they have a feeding program too, you know, and so they have on Sunday mornings they have a lot of kids there. I counted about seventy kids, you know, that uh, seventy kids there that Sunday morning. Sunday morning I was there, uh, 
So there, um, uh, got to, got to go around and and meet a lot of church members, also, and also one of the church, one of the ladies, her her son had just been killed. He had a job in Harare, and he had gotten killed on the job. Well, they didn't have money to transport the body back to to Mutari for the burial. So, so I paid. Uh, I gave a man uh, money for gas. He had a small pickup truck, and he 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 went and got the body and brought it back and and went to the funeral and all and. But they were so appreciative of that, you know. All the family uh, really appreciated that little thing that that I could do for them, that y'all helped with. Uh, <clears throat> and and I got a I got an email just uh, this last week that that four of the members of that family had uh, been baptized into Christ, you know, just, uh, and it all started, you know, because, you know, he showed, showed a little care. From there, I went to a, pl- a place called Mondoro, where I stayed two weeks. Uh, I stayed at Mondoro for two weeks uh, with an old gentleman there. He was about 80 years old. He had been a Christian for since back in the 60s also, a pioneer preacher back, you know, in, in that country. Uh, but it was also a, a spread out village. Just, uh, you had to walk a long ways there because the, the, uh, the little huts that they live in were just scattered out, you know. You, you, you could get out, I could get out and I could look around and I can see maybe one or two places where people live, but but they're really scattered out. And so we went there, and we would walk around and, and invite people. The church there meets at his house. And so Brother, uh, Brother Mashika would invite people to come to his house, you know, for Bible study and we made met a lot of people there, made a lot of contacts, and I always, imp- you know, like I said, I impress on people. I'm here to teach the Bible. You know, we're we're going to talk about Bible. What's in the Bible? And uh, so we would have people come. I think six different nights, people came, you know, wanting to hear what the, what the Bible says. Now. Usually, I would say, well, do you have a question? You know, do you have a question? Excuse me. Um, well, no. <laughs> you know, we just want to know what we want to hear from the Bible. So we'd have a study. And <clears throat> another thing we did there was we went out and visited, visited church members. He said, some of, our, some of our church members haven't been coming. And I said, "Well, yeah, we need to go. We need to go visit." Well, we walked and walked and walked that Saturday before you know before the Sunday. Walked, uh, I don't know how long, and we came to visited this old man, and the old man was blind, very feeble, blind, you know. 
So uh, I could kind of understand why he <laughs> he wasn't there. So had prayer with him and went to another place, and there was another situation, a man walking with a cane. You know, and that's the only way they have to get about is is walk. So, so we talked to him, and, and he was there the next day. He, he came in late, you know, because he walked. He was a good three miles. They walked on that cane. But, uh, but we, we did impress on, you know, on some of them the, the importance of, of assembling with the saints on the first day of the week. Um, but that was a good, very good experience there also. Uh, you know, there's some places, if I go back to Zimbabwe, I, I want to be sure I go back to, to this place or that place, you know. And uh, Brother, Mish Brother Mashika, very dedicated man, uh, you know, he, he wanted to go every day. Every day we'd go and visit different people and have Bible studies. <clears throat> After Mutari, I went back to Harare for a week, a place, a little area there, I guess a, kind of like a suburb, it's called Boroughdale, and I worked with a preacher there, his name is Evans, and uh, there, there was a woman who, who attends the, the uh, worship there at Boroughdale, but she lives a good ways off. And she was wanting help. She was wanting him to come and, and me come, come with him and wanted us to, to talk to her neighbors and so forth. That woman is one of the most dedicated people I've ever been around. Her name is Gailey. And I'm telling you, she would just, she would go from sun up to, well, as a matter of fact, the first day we were there, you know, she just, well, let's visit this one more, this one more, you know. And I, we had to get transport back to where I was staying. Uh, they called them convenes. Con, con they were like minivans. But uh, she wanted to go, go to this one more place. I, I told that preacher, I said, we might ought to be getting back, you know. He said, we'll just have a, a short Bible study. I said, we cannot have a short Bible study. I, you know, I'm not going to shorten a Bible study as long as that person is interested in hearing. So we missed. You know, we stayed up. We we sat. We stood around for a long time till way after dark, and just until the places. You know, we we knew that no one else was going to be uh, coming by. So we went. We ended up staying with that lady in her house, and uh, that night. So the next day we, we, we took the convene back to, to Harare to get kind of cleaned up and so forth. But uh, she was such a zealous woman and she and also while I was there, she wanted to uh, she wanted us to visit she had arranged for, for us to come and visit three different schools there. So got to, got to talk to them. Some of them were older children. And some of them were not. But while we were there, oh, I forgot to mention, while we were in Matari, we, we visited the Matari farm prison and talked to inmates there. And while we were here, uh, we visited uh, a prison at Chin, Chinhoye, Chinhoye. 
uh, and talk to prisoners there. I also visited another prison when we were in Gweru. It was called Wawa. But uh, they're good experience. I enjoyed visiting those places uh, at, at, at Chin, Chinhoyu. We also took some salt for the prisoners. Salt's very important there, very expensive. And so we took, you know, just, uh, I don't know, I, I think about 50, maybe 50 kilo, kilograms of, of salt. Um, kind of lost my train of, of thought there. I'm trying to, trying to get through here. Um, so let me just kind of uh, hurriedly go along here from, from there. We, I went to Gweru. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, some of you probably have heard of uh, Bear Valley Bible Institute. I'd never heard of it before. But they have a school there, Bear Valley Bible Institute, in a place called Gweru. It's a large town. And so that's where I spent uh, the last two weeks except for, you know, most, most of the last two weeks there I spent at this Bible Institute. And I taught First, Second Corinthians, First, Second Thessalonians. I had like from three to five hours a day to, to teach and stayed in the dorm. And uh, they had 13 students. A church out of Texas rents that building for them, but they have bought some land and they've already built a building They've had a borehole drilled, bored, I guess, and they have um, they have a solar powered pump in it, and they want they hope to be in uh, have everything ready and to be there in um, in September, where they could have land, you know, that they can farm and use the food and also sell some for income. Um, uh, the last two or three days I, before I was to travel, I went back to um, Hueru and uh, uh, to Harare and stayed with a brother there and his family. Uh, uh, brother, his name is Howard something, and <clears throat> enjoyed it, enjoyed that. That's another place I want to go back to and spend more time if I if I do go back to that country. Uh, because such such good people, you know, uh, just meet such good people wherever. You know, um, when I was in Mondoro, I was telling you I stayed there for a couple of weeks and uh, had people come, you know, and ask uh, questions or, or want to study the Bible. One evening, a young woman came she had been talking to some people, and they had told her, I guess, that, that I would teach her, you know, that I would be happy to teach her whatever the Bible said. And so she came, and she couldn't speak English, but she told Brother Mashika she wanted to know how she could be forgiven of her sins. You know, I never had heard, had anybody ask me, you know, how can I get rid of my sins? But that certainly that's a, a question that we, we all face uh, sometime or, or another. And I was happy to, to tell her, you know, through, through interpretation, uh, how, how, what the Bible says about that. 
You know, uh, it's clear. There are, there are a lot of things that people hear even in places like that, especially. There were three people in that village that were called, called themselves apostles. And they prided themselves that they didn't know what the Bible said. They didn't study the Bible because the Holy Spirit just tell, told them everything they wanted to know. You know, it's sad that, that, uh, that this goes on, but certainly it goes on, and especially in places where people don't have the opportunity to study the Bible for themselves. They don't have Bibles, uh, maybe can't even read. But uh, there may be someone here tonight who, who uh, has that question on his or her mind, you know. I have this, this sin. How do I get rid of it? Well, you know, the Bible is, is plain on that. We can read where uh, Jesus said, you know, that we have to believe in him. He said, if you do not, do not believe that I am, or as, that I am he, as, uh, you know, the he is in italics, but you shall die in your sins. Uh, we have to believe that he is, that he is the, the Messiah or the Christ, the anointed one, that God sent him down here to this earth because God loves us so much. That he gave us, gave him, gave to us his only begotten son. Um, we know that Jesus said that we have to be willing to confess him before men. That if we're not willing to confess him before men, that he will deny us before our our Father in heaven, and that we are to uh, that we are to repent. Repent of our sins. And I always like to go to Romans chapter six because it is such a, a good, uh, uh, you know, it does such a good job. Paul did uh, the Spirit through Paul of teaching us, you know, how we are born again. Uh, because the verse six there it says that we that our old men, our old selves are crucified with Christ. That old man of sin, old woman of sin, is crucified with Christ. And then he said we are buried, that we are baptized in, into Christ. Baptized into Christ, buried with him. And then raised to walk in newness of life. You know, I don't know, if that's not what Jesus was talking about when he said born again, I don't know where it is. Because here you have somebody who puts away that old man of sin and buries him, just like Christ was buried. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we're, we're raised to walk in newness of life. And then, of course, we walk, we walk, um, uh, we walk in the light. In, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, we're told that if we walk in the light, in the light, as Christ, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood cleanses us. It's a continual thing. Cleanses us from unrighteousness. So if there's anyone here tonight, 
If you have not been baptized into Christ, having your sins washed away, as Ananias told Paul, you know, arise and be baptized and wash away your sin. Or if you have wandered back and, you know, gotten away from the, the way, going back into the world, or if you need the, the prayers of the church for strength or whatever, if you'll let it be known as we stand together and sing. Mm-hmm.